I am freaking fired up. It's been a day. It has been a day. Let's play like champions today. So we usually just do a player profile projection. We usually don't put any like current news into this. But since we had so much going on today with Baker Mayfield, Odell, Daniel Jones, we decided let's move up the player profile projection for Daniel Jones up a day. And then we'll talk about this Baker Mayfield stuff. We won't we won't move up uh, pair player Danny Jones. We don't need to. We don't need to do a Pierre Olsen player profile projection. We just paired him with him because nobody would listen anyways. So the day start. Let me preface it before, and then we can get into it, Danny. Uh, a GQ article with uh, with Baker Mayfield. Uh, they said near our booth, a Sports Center segment about the New York Giants catches Mayfield's eye. I cannot believe the Giants took Daniel Jones. Mayfield says about New York's much maligned draft day decision to spend the sixth pick on the quarterback from Duke, whose college record was a measly seventeen nine. Blows my mind. Some people overthink it. Mayfield says that's where people go wrong. They forget you got to win. Well, Baker Mayfield, and I started with, first I did the tweet like, hey, Baker Mayfield, I will fight you. And I will fight Baker Mayfield. I know that's super, like, <laughs> such an, I know that's such an empty threat because it's online and it'll that's never happen. That's such a Twitter threat. Yeah, like, I obviously am not, like, really, like, lay, let's set this up. I don't have that kind of pull. But I really would. Um, and that's, I don't think that's even me trying to be, like, super tough. I just, I really would fight Baker Mayfield. Um, and then, uh, then I go, so I went and looked at records of like the divisional round playoff, like of their last year at college, where it was like essentially the same, like all combined as Daniel Jones. And I just got fired up, man. And Brown's Twitter got a hold of it, but screw Baker Mayfield, dude, seriously. And then he tried to backtrack and I'll read what he said in his backtracking. Uh, this is not what I said. Just so we're clear. I also said, I was surprised I got drafted number one. Then we, then was talking about the flaws and evaluating QBs where I brought up winning being important. Reporters and media will do anything to come up, come up with a clickbait story. Heard nothing but good things and wish nothing but the best for Daniel. So, Baker, if you hadn't seen Daniel Jones, why doesn't it blow you mind? If, if you're only hearing good things. And, by the way, he's not only hearing good things about Daniel Jones. That's a load of crap. Um, he took a shot, and he didn't realize how much it had come to backfire and make himself – like, this makes Baker Mayfield look bad. I get, like, talking trash and stuff like that. But going after a QB who hasn't played made him look really bad. So, Danny, before I get into too much of a rant, I mean, talk to me. It's it's just crazy the hate Daniel Jones get. Now, he, Baker Mayfield had no reason to say that. Baker Mayfield doesn't know who about anything about Daniel Jones. He probably never even had a conversation with Daniel Jones in his whole life. And I, I don't get what GQ 
he he they gq doesn't lie about a lot of stuff like this everything they can't just make up quotes yeah, so yeah you could say that they like moved it around but they didn't just make up quotes he said what he said even if he didn't mean it in like the most damning way he still said what he said yeah baker may he meant everything he said and did i i tweeted this out uh, for both odell and baker you have a season to play in three weeks why did yeah, this this article was uh, apparently done in June or something? It was beforehand, but just why are we talking about the Giants? You guys should be focused all in on Cleveland. Don't even care about what we're doing. You don't play us this year. And as you said, it just, I twenty twenty. I know we're so excited for the twenty nineteen season, but I I that game is already circled on my calendar. I already have that game is going to be prime time viewing. Danny, I'm going up to New Jersey for that game. That's a guarantee. I, I will be in New Jersey for that. I don't game. care what I have to do to get to that game. I will one million percent go be that will be prime time viewing. That stadium will be sold out. I guarantee. Even if the Giants go on with sixteen this year, that will be prime time viewing because the amount the amount of hatred that right now that probably both teams will have because hopefully Daniel Jones will be starting next year. Oh man, I, it is so aggravating that we they could just talk all this talk, but they can't back it up until next year. It's just I so annoying. I can't wait for the Browns to fail this year, and we'll get to the Odell comments, which which are kind of just more of the same. Like if that happened today, I would I probably wouldn't even tweet, I would decide to not tweet about it. But we're in this whole Baker Mayfield thing, and and that's the the big thing. Like I just can't stand how he backpedaled out of it. Like dude, you said what you said. Don't even try. Like, and he went out of his way to say it. They didn't. Add, and people are like, oh well, and and. Panic made a good point. He's like, I'm tired of people saying, like, oh, they're just asking questions. Do you not want them to answer honestly? He's like, no, you dummies. You don't answer every question honestly. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, and then – and he wasn't even asked about it. He went out of his way to say this. He went out of his way. So Baker Mayfield made himself look like an idiot. And I, I, I don't know if I made this point already, but I went on to look at the, the QBs from the divisional round of last year and their their last season in college compares to Daniel Jones was essentially the same. I think they're combined and that's including like a Tom Brady 10 and 2 um and then one other guy who had like a like a 11 1 or 12 and 2 or something was 57%. Daniel Jones was 53. So I don't know, I really don't know where Baker gets off. Um and I just I've been going at it all days with Browns fans. They're they're, you know, Cleveland is is full of trash. That's just the way it's always been. Now we used to like them because they were like lovable losers, but now they're cocky because they won seven games last year. Baker Mayfield was one in six against teams with uh, a winning record. So I just don't know where this whole hype came from. Yes, they added Odell, but they lost Zeitler. Like I, the more and more, the further and further we get away from that trade for Odell, man, it's just the happier I'm about it because I'm just so over them. I just can't wait to get on the field with or for our guys to get on the field with them. No, I, I totally see where the hype is coming from from Cleveland. They have a young group of guys. You got Odell Beckham Jr., a superstar. But that's just, nice and all, but where does, like, you shouldn't, yeah. like, that's hype. Yeah. I don't know where this confidence comes from is that, like, you're just completely, like, you're in, you're done. Like, yeah. it's, it's a done deal. Like, how could you ever question them? Yeah, because that's the thing. If Cleveland flops this year, what's the narrative going to be? They have no reason to flop. What? People are going to say, oh, our roster's young, they're still learning. I mean, yeah, it's young, but you guys have many players 
who've been they've played football basically their whole lives. Just Cleveland Browns fans, like the the true diehard fans of Cleveland, they're the ones that been through Cleveland with thick and thin. Some of these fans on Twitter are some fans that recently got back into the Cleveland Browns because they got good players. Some of these are a bunch of bandwagoners fans. So it's some of the people like like Odell Beckham Jr. fan accounts on Instagram. They're now going after the Giants, but before they were praising the Giants when he was with Odell. So it's it just Cleveland fans, as you said. We, there's every- no more Giants fans on the Odell train. No, there's none. No. There's, I mean, there's a couple, but there's none. I have I've, I've seen maybe one person who was on it. It's completely off. And you know what we said in the trade? Like, yeah, like because I was pretty hard on Odell, but I was like, I'm not saying he's at Antonio Brown's level, and he's not there yet. But I'm expecting him to be there eventually. Obviously, if they if the Browns win this year, winning heals everything. But if there's any kind of struggle, this is going to fail so miserably, and I cannot wait to dance all over their tears. Yeah, that's the thing you said. Everyone used to like root for the Browns, even if you weren't a fan of them, because you just felt bad. They they went 0-16. You, you want to see the Browns win because you felt bad. But now the Browns, like especially the Giants fans, Giants fans, I guarantee you, at one Giants play four twenty five on opening day. The Browns play at one o'clock. If you have like Sunday ticket, like me, I'm gonna be tuning into that Browns game. I'm gonna be watching every second of it. It's not a hard challenge against the Titans. That should be a game they win. And I guarantee you, the Browns win that first game. Cleveland Browns fans and all these bandwagoners are just gonna be piling the Browns up, saying so many good things about them. But as you said, if Cleveland fails, there's going to be so much to answer for because there is so many combustible elements that can go wrong. As good friends of OBJ and Jarvis Landry are, how are they going to handle spreading the ball around? We haven't seen that yet. Baker. Listen, Mayfield. Odell told on himself of what he feels about yeah. Cleveland. He That's also the city of Cleveland. Yeah. He cl- like In his article with Sports Illustrated, this wasn't uh, no business move. This was personal. They sent. They thought they'd send me here to die. Like he just told on himself what he thinks about Cleveland. It's where people go to die. Like you have a young QB in Baker Mayfield who everyone's high on. Your best friend Jarvis Landry's there, and yet you're still so miserable to be there. He told on himself that he hates the city of Cleveland. Yeah, that, and he's that, he's bitter. Yeah, I, I told you that before. How is going to a team with a I'm I'm a fan of Baker Mayfield, even with his stupid comments. I like Baker Mayfield. I believe he'll be a fantastic quarterback. But as you uh, just said, he to, he's number one on my enemy list now. Well, yeah, and but then you got Jarvis Landry, your best friend. How can you Giants didn't send you into a fantastic place to succeed? They could have sent you anywhere else, and you probably would have been miserable. This is probably the best place for Odell to be right now in Cleveland. It's a small town, but yes, yeah, you got a big spotlight. It's just so yeah, but Odell. He doesn't Browns. care about winning football games, Danny. That's what yeah, it is. That, he cares. He's a me guy. He knows yeah. that in Cleveland, you're not going to get the media attention and, and the lifestyle that he had in New York. That's what he's about. That's why he's miserable because he has to live in Cleveland and deal with these like these weirdo Midwest freaks in Cleveland instead of having living in New York where he wanted to be. He's not. He that's he, that's why that's why he hates Cleveland. Not because it's like not a good football situation, because it kind of is. Although Baker's mouth just keeps on writing these checks, and it's getting worse and worse, and make like proving Colin Coward right that like, yes, I like like fi- being fiery is good, but Baker just never stops. He never st- he can't not call out everybody. He's just an idiot, man. And that's just this like you don't do that. You call out a, a rookie quarterback. That's that's so sad, and it, it makes your, yourself look small. So yeah, that's why oh, that's why Odell's miserable. It's because he hates the city of Cleveland. He want he wants to be on the New York Giants still. 
Yeah, two things about that. Like when Baker Mayfield was a rookie, everyone was going at him. Everyone was saying, "Oh, what a terrible pick by the Browns." Well, some people were. At least that's what I remember. And people were defending Baker Mayfield, like, "Hey, give the kid a chance." Baker Mayfield. While I get it, if maybe Daniel Jones was like a, in Cincinnati, I would get the bashing because he's a division rival. But you have no reason to bash Daniel Jones. He's not even probably going to play. Uh, he's going to play a few. It's snaps a loser move. Just yeah, he's just going off of what the media said and. I don't know. It's just Browns fans are the scum of the earth. They're, they're not. I, I'm not going to say they're as bad as Bills Mafia, but actually, it would have been worse if it was Bills Mafia on Twitter because it's Instagram that it wasn't as so bad for me. Like, but wait, I mean, the DMs I've gotten from Browns fans are pretty gruesome, and they keep on doing like the picture. They like screenshot my picture and reply like that's supposed to get at me. And then when you go back at them, like this girl was like, "You look like you got swirlies and blah blah blah." And I was like, yeah, and you look like you paint your face on every day and you have to change your hair color to become attractive. It was like, well, you went too far. It's like, no, y'all been calling me all day. Like, that was the weakest of responses after the, the ones I've went through today, which I don't mind. I love it, but screw them. That's just another thing, though. If Baker Mayfield, it, like, in the pre at the after the game, would he go up to Daniel Jones and say that to his face? I guarantee you one million percent he wouldn't. He wouldn't even bother saying that to his face. I Because everyone talks behind yeah, the he microphone. He might. He's a little angry else. He might. <laughs> but no, I'm so confident he wouldn't have said that. And to your point, yeah, Odell wants to be in New York still. He loves – the spotlight was on him. He – it's just Baker would want to be in New York. Who would yeah. not want to be in New York compared so to true. Cleveland? Cleveland sucks. Like, Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. They've been one football wise. They've been horrible forever. And I'm telling you, this is going to fail. Freddie Kitchens is not going to be able to control this team if things struggle. Yeah, if they start out like six and one, then yeah, winning heals all things. But long term, I'm telling you, this is going to fail. You don't trade offensive linemen for washed up defensive ends. Like, like I don't understand why this team who went zero and sixteen two years ago. Because they won seven games and won against winning opponents, all of a sudden, like they're the next big thing. They're trash, and their people are trash too. As Colin Coward uh, said, it Browns, the teams they beat last year weren't that impressive. They beat uh, Cincinnati, who was fourth in the division. Sorry, I keep on interrupting you, Danny. But here's a quote from Colin Coward multiple times because I listened to his first portion of radio. Uh, Baker's a loser. That's the quote. Baker's a loser. <laughs> That's the quote. That is, uh, see, I'm not. I mean, a big he has he has a losing record in the NFL. He's a loser. <laughs> see, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Colin Coward, but I'm not he, either. But that was a good quote, Baker. You're a loser. Yeah, Baker is a loser. I, I'm right here. I'm trying to pull up their standards from last year. Uh, I don't think I can get it. All right, here we go. Let me see. No, let me see it. They beat. Uh, this is twenty. I'll go send it to you by for a second. I'm gonna find the schedule really quickly. So let's talk for a minute, please. Yeah, Baker's a loser. And like they can't keep like and like when they like made the he made the took the shot at like oh if he's gonna play in front of fans who really care it's like Baker you called out your own fans in your first year saying that they weren't showing up the games and when the Giants were last there it was like a Giants game so I don't I don't know Cleveland like and that's why they're like oh you're gonna have to go through Browns fans like you guys don't even show up to your own game right. what do you mean I have to go through you I I really hope one day I can right. I got it. So here we go. They beat the Denver Broncos last year. They were six and ten. They were, and they beat the Denver Broncos by one point. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals twice. Cincinnati last in their division. In the final game of the season, they lost to the Baltimore Ravens. And something else. If you look at their winning things last year, they did not win a single they got game. Smacked by the Texans. They lost to the Bucks. They suck. Yeah. They, they, they weren't a good team. Baker they were a team of talent that lost. Baker did not want a game out of the state of Ohio, if I'm looking at this correctly. He because he only won twice in Cincinnati. He, all his games were won in state. 
So, as you said, seven, they won. I forgot how many games they won last year. But still, it doesn't matter. You still have so much to prove. Less than they lost. Yeah, they still have so much to prove, Cleveland. They're such a young team. You can't be talking all this talk. If this was the L.A. Rams talking this, I would 100% they have the reason to talk. They were in the Super Bowl The Rams want to do this because they're not a team full of amateur losers. Yeah, they they are focused on football. The Browns aren't. They have two players who are right now not solely focused on football. Baker's The two biggest guys on their team are amateur losers. Yeah, it, while Baker's thing was filmed in June, uh, written in June, still he wasn't focused on. F- it's just it's, uh, Cleveland. If they don't win, it's going to be a horrible look for Cleveland this year. And if the Giants win, even with Eli change. Manning, it will be it will be even a worse look for Cleveland. Giants. Daniel it, Jones is a better quarterback, which we'll yeah. talk about. I'm so happy that Daniel Jones is my quarterback after today. Yeah, if, if Cleveland has a worse record than the Giants, it's just going to be a nightmare for them. And as Mike Garofalo said. If Dan, when or well, I'll say when he said if when Daniel Jones is good, the amount of old takes this that account will have is gold. They're just saying I have them all bookmarked, Danny. That's good. If he goes out there and dominates, it's just gonna be fun to watch. Leave a rating and review of what of your thoughts on Baker Mayfield, and we'll read them all on the next show. Um, so do that, Go, go do that right now. Um, so let's close out, uh, talking about this loser and let's get into. Uh, talking about a real quarterback in Daniel Jones and our player profile and preview. All right, let's take a quick break. I didn't do anything. No, you're just a dumbass who tried to run. All right, Daniel Jones, the class act, the sixth overall pick out of the University of Duke, Duke under coach David Cutcliffe, one of the most controversial picks of all time, honestly. And Danny, we have some new listeners that weren't with us after the draft. But we spent a lot of time on Daniel Jones, and you know, I did the breakdowns of all third downs, every deep pass, individual games, outside the pocket stuff. And I know we won't, I, I don't even like care about being the first on Daniel Jones, but we were there. And I am so in love with this kid. Uh, the preseason has been great. The way he responds to criticism is absolutely amazing. And we'll get into some of the football stuff, but this guy gets it, man. Like he really understands how you are supposed to be a quarterback. One, you don't get involved with the media and all that stuff and getting back and forth with Baker Mayfield. And you could tell that he just has confidence. Like, he has this quiet confidence killer. And that's what that's where he is uh, like Eli, where he has this quiet confidence. He's always, he's willing to go down the field. He's willing to take chances. And I, he is a quarterback, man. And people slept on this kid because he went to Duke and he had bad players around him. He had 38 drops last year. And... I mean, I know we're way past that, and you know this is all going to be a little overdone, but I'm all in on this kid, and I cannot wait until he trots out for a start. After the draft uh, fully concluded, we or even like the day after, everyone we dove right into Daniel Jones's table. When we first drafted Daniel Jones, both of the, the entire Giants fan base was not happy about it. We were all angry. You posted the video talking Giants, you just couldn't believe it. I was in shock. When we did our uh, back all the way when the show first started, we looked at each position. We like we just said, uh, Daniel Jones is there, and we didn't even really talk about it. But now, if you look at the tape, the kid's got everything. He has the arm. He has the football IQ. He, he, he even has the mobility. Not Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But he, from what we've had to deal with the 16 years of Eli being basically a non-mobile quarterback, Daniel Jones could run. He could do the read option if called upon RPO. So if just... Even behind the second team O line, and we talked about this on the Chicago Bears wrap up show, 
I, I was so happy to see him out there because he had to deal with the adversity. And those two fumbles, we he learned something that game, ball security. And so now, he's hopefully when we see him this week, his ball security will be better. The ball will be more tucked towards his chest. Is I'm with you. I'm so happy. Being, I, I, as much as I was a big fan of Baker Mayfield, I'm happy we don't have to worry about another guy going out there and just maybe calling out the team or just saying just saying stupid stuff. Daniel jo- Eli is the perfect guy to mentor him because he's going to teach him how to handle the media correctly because Baker Mayfield doesn't have that in Cleveland right now. Yeah, Daniels is just in such a perfect situation to succeed, just like Patrick Mahomes. He had Alex Smith, a perfect situation to succeed, and he had Andy Reid. Daniel Jones has Eli Manning. That is just a perfect opportunity for Daniel. Yeah, definitely. Let's so let's let's get some structure and let's go through each uh, facet of this game. Let's start with deep balls. And so I went and looked at every single deep ball, kept the stats, clipped it. It's all on a blog. Uh, you can check it out. Just look up. Just look up every Daniel Jones deep pass, Bobby Skinner, and it'll come up. So, so I counted passes that were 20-plus air yards from the line of scrimmage. 11% of the time he threw that. 11%. That's a really good rate. That's higher than Dwayne Haskins. Who, remember out of the draft when everyone said, oh, he doesn't. He just dinks and dunks. It's like, well, he actually goes down the field more than the other QBs in the draft. Uh, he was 12 for 44. 483 yards. That's horrible. 12 for 44. That's 27 percent. And actually, that's not as bad. But in college, that's not good. Uh, the league average in the NFL, I think, is around like 32 percent. But that's not good. Seven touchdowns. Um, so seven of the 12 completions were touchdowns. Two interceptions. And here's where the stats don't tell the whole story, Danny. 14 drops. 14 drops on those deep passes. That jumps his completion percentage from 27 to 59%, which is absolutely elite. Those numbers aren't seen from a guy who doesn't play at a big school with crazy talent. I mean, and so, yeah, but it's like, okay, every QB has drops. Dwayne Haskins had three on those throws, and he had more throws like that. He had three. And Daniel Jones had 14, and those are drive killers. And it really screwed this Duke team with his drops, and we'll talk about it on third down as well. But that number of 59% is unbelievable. Take take three take three of those out because every QB has drops. It's still around like fifty four percent. It's just unbelievable. This cat he goes down the field and he's just so accurate. And I know people are like, well, what about arm strength? I haven't seen a single throw where his arm strength got him the trouble. Not a single one. And I asked people to find me one. I could, nobody could. Um, his accuracy is unbelievable, and we've and now we've seen that in the preseason. So now it's like the whole world gets a little taste of it. His accuracy is unbelievable, and he throws the ball with beautiful touch. I mean, he just. He just dunks that ball in, man, and just beautiful touch. I, I don't understand why people are like, oh, he's a touch thrower, like a negative thing. It's like, isn't that what you want? You don't want a guy who's just throwing bullets in and getting passes deflected. I mean, he just drops dimes in all the time. That's where he gets the Danny Dimes nickname from. So on his deep balls, I I think it's the most impressive part of his game, to be honest. As yeah, we keep referencing that Colin Coward, his, he mentioned that – I agree 100%. Like, half of these Duke players on the team sometimes aren't even worthy of the CFL. He was playing with such guys that are there to get their whatever big Duke Duke degrees they have to offer. Daniel Jones was there to play football, and he did that. And it's just pathetic. Sorry, I used the wrong word there. Just If you just go look at the Duke talent, how many players do you know on that team? None. I guarantee you. Unless you are from Duke and you go to their games, you do not know a single player on that Duke team. I, like us New York people, I include the Florida people, or whatever you listen to in the United States. Unless you're around Duke, you don't see a Duke game your whole life. Now, so, 
uh, yeah, I'm with you. His deep ball is so impressive. Just that, remember that the Cody Latimer throw. He placed that ball beautifully into the pocket of Cody, only where Cody could get it. So uh, I'm with you. His deep ball is so impressive, and just imagine—he he throws cats open. We saw that with the TJ Jones touchdown. He throws people open. He throws with great anticipation. He's what an NFL quarterback is supposed to be, Danny. I get and 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 he has the legs to you know be a part of this like new age offense with these RPO. So he has the legs to do that. But he just like what don't isn't like people are like oh like throws with a lot of anticipation and timing and touch. It's like yeah, that's what we want. That's why the Giants drafted him at six because that's exactly what you want out of quarterback. Does he have Justin Herbert's arm? No. Does he have Josh Allen's arm? No. But the velocity numbers came at the combine. He was the same as guys like Sam Darnold. Um, so like I, I don't understand. Like we, I don't understand why people keep like think you need this like rocket arm to succeed throwing the ball deep that's not the way it goes yeah would you like to have a Patrick Mahomes arm yes definitely but it's not necessary and we see all the time where everyone falls in love with these big arm quarterbacks and that's all they are big arm quarterbacks like Josh Allen who threw like 50% last year that that people saying uh Pat Sherman's on the hot seat Daniel Jones is the reason why he's not because his offense is so tailored to someone like Daniel Jones. As you said, the RPOs will open up even more. Read options. There's so much that you could do with Daniel Jones at your quarterback position. And this year, it's going to be a waiting game for who knows how long. Eli's on the short leash. We could see Eli uh, Daniel in week three. We just don't know when he will finally take the field. But when he does, this offense will open up even more than it already is. It will give guys like Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. It will just open up the field for so many guys. It will make the offensive line job easier because... Well, not easier because I guess if you're scrambling, you got to be prepared for anything. It, it just makes the Giants more that much more of a threat than they already are now with Eli at their quarterback position. I think you're muted. Let's, not, let's go through the third down numbers real quick, and then we'll talk about his legs, and then we can kind of go what we expect out of the season. So third down, I did the same thing. We you know, clipped every single thing. 47 of 88, 517 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, 22 carries, 213 yards, two touchdowns, 15 drops. The drops killed this guy, man. Like I've never seen anything like that for like a first-round QB. And so the completion percentage goes from 53 to 70. 70. Now, not every single throw was behind was past the markers. So it doesn't mean that like they would convert on a 70% rate. But nonetheless, he completed 70% of his passes and for the for the most part, they were all you know behind the markers, uh, and and they were like they screwed them, like they were uh, games against Clemson, like the drop screwed this kid. So he was really good on third down, and his just his pocket poise, man, and that's what you need on third down. And he's not like he's shown time and time again he is not afraid to take a hit. He's not afraid to hold on to the ball for an extra second to get a guy open and take that hit. Like I, I keep on saying the same thing, but this like he's exactly what you want out of a quarterback. And I, I don't understand why people hated this so much. I think it was just a combination of people just not watching him and people thinking he'd be an easy target to go after. And there, a lot of people are going to have to eat crow on this guy. Like, I, I'm so confident in him. I really am. Like, ev- like every throw is like, you know, you're on, on the edge of your seat. But I just have so much confidence in him. And I, like, I, with quarterbacks, I get kind of worrisome. Like, if Dwayne Haskins is my quarterback, I would be really worried. If Kyler Murray would be, was my quarterback, I'd be really worried. If Baker was my QB, I'd be really worried. Really, and I, I like Sam Darnold, so I'm, I'm, I'm confident in him. Um, but, like, Josh Rosen, who I was pulling for for us to trade, I like Josh Rosen a lot, but I also wouldn't be as confident as, uh, as I am in Daniel Jones because I think Josh Rosen needs, like, really good pieces around him to succeed. One, because of his lack of mobility, and two, 
um, there's like some like, oh, like how much does he care kind of thing. So like I, I just I, I guess I'll just repeat it. I'm extremely confident and I'm, I'm so happy he's my quarterback. Just imagine like because he is now playing with NFL wide receivers, NFL tight ends. He will not have these drops. Yes, there are the occasional drops. But nothing that's what he experienced at Duke. Those guys could not hang on to the ball. It's like they never caught a football before in your, their life. And you nailed it on the head. We were all mad about Daniel Jones because we just didn't know about him. He's When you look at who he played against, nothing spectacular. And Danny, when it, we did one of our first shows, like way before the draft, like in February, we, we, we did, like we talked about the QBs and we went deep into Dwayne Haskins, Kyler, and Locke. And we just didn't think Daniel Jones was an option because nobody was talking about it. We kind of trusted the draft books. Like, like we really didn't go into him because we, like, I, I hadn't looked at anything until like maybe like a week before the draft when we did our QB show. Yeah, we, we barely gave Daniel Jones any attention. And when it finally happened, we had no choice but to give him attention. And, you did the. If anyone challenged you to anything about him, you went and looked at everything, every available tape we ha- they had about him. So, you know Daniel Jones like the back of your hand. He's like you're David Cutcliffe, but you don't know Daniel Jones. So, as you, you did, you did his deep ball stats, his first, You did everything that you could think of for a guy like Daniel Jones. And I'm with you. I'm confident in Daniel Jones being my quarterback. Like Kyler, as good as he was in college, this is a different game now. So far, it hasn't looked too pretty. I mean, he had a good first game, but second game, Raiders exposed them. Look yeah, at and it's the, not even a knock on Kyler. It's just no, we, no. it's like he's it's like a huge question mark with him. Yeah, yeah. There's that J- Dwayne Haskins. I can't. I personally can't bash Dwayne Haskins as much as he's a Redskin. I was telling people to draft Dwayne Haskins. I think he's the guy so far. Yeah, we differ on that, and that's fine. And it, so far, it hasn't looked like that. You were all in on Josh Rosen. I, I, I was there, but I was like, nah, I can't be fully in on Josh Rosen because I was the Arizona was there. Yes, it was his rookie year, and he was in a terrible situation, but there are still some flaws there. Daniel Jones, I, I right now, through two games, uh, besides ball security, I, I can't tell what he's done wrong. He has the arm. He has the vision. He has the ability to make throws. It's just Daniel Jones is such a well-rounded quarterback. Yeah, and and – Okay, let's let's go to his running game, and then I want to talk about just some like thoughts. Um, he can run the ball. He's not a runner. He threw from the pocket ninety three percent of the time. Um, when he did go out of the pocket, he actually usually tucked it and ran. Uh, when he did throw, it was like fourteen of twenty seven. It wasn't great, but there's also some throwaways in there. Um, so he's he's not really a guy that's going to move out of the pocket and throw the ball. Um, maybe that'll change in the NFL when defenders are a lot faster and he can't tuck it and run and try and truck guys. But like. Just having the threat of a read option completely changes defenses because now you take a defender out of a run play. And with Saquon and this improved O-line, like the run game when Daniel Jones is in is going to be through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, it's just, he. as I said, he has everything. He has the mobility. As I said earlier, we, 15 years, 16 years, we have had to deal with slow man Eli. To He can't run if his life depended on it. Now we have the option to do a read option. The RPO has opened up even more. His, his run is stats, well, like, he he takes hits. That's one thing I, I do have to critique Daniel Jones on. Sometimes he just doesn't know when to slide. And, he yes, he does slide, but he takes way too many unnecessary hits. And that, that's something we haven't seen him take yet in the NFL. He's been mainly in the pocket so far. But it, he just needs to slide. That's one of the critiques I have for him in college. I don't want to see my quarterback taking nasty hits. You saw what happened to Paxton Lynch 
uh, like two nights ago when you're listening to this. That that fight, he slid too late. That fight his player went right at his head. Paxton Lynch's head was basically touching his back. So that if that happens, we're going to war with whoever that defender is. I I think there's a high chance if Bobby will fly. I'll find all of his family members' Twitter accounts and, and talk to them and give them. Uh, we, while 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 they're on the field for warmers, we may see a random man come charging onto the field and tackle him. So, it, yeah, that that's the one critique I have on Daniel Jones. Sometimes he takes too many unnecessary hits. While we get annoyed at Eli for that, he's cautious about his health. Just look at that one play, Dexter, the hit Dexter Lawrence laid onto Daniel Jones. It was brutal. And heck, Daniel Jones. Just also to speak of the toughness of Daniel Jones, he broke his collarbone and like he returned like a few weeks later. The guy's a beast. Two games broke, later, after a broken collarbone, Danny. If I broke, I, that needs to be said. This guy is freaking tough, dude. If I broke my collarbone, I would be on the I would one, I would be on the ground in pain. I would have to be airlifted out and I wouldn't return for like maybe a year. That's how he is such a tough SOB and that's what I love about Daniel Jones. All right, so quickly, what do we expect out of him? It all depends a on Super Eli. Bowl. <laughs> well, I'm talking about this year, Danny. Uh, a which Super actually, Bowl. yeah, I do. You know what, Danny? I'm glad you correct me. I do expect a Super Bowl out of him, dang it. There we um, go. But what can we what it depends on Eli, and if Eli struggles, man, I really hope I really hope this team pulls the trigger quick. And that I don't—I'm not even saying that as a disrespect to Eli. I just—I don't want to see a thrown a, a season thrown away. So if Eli struggles early in those first two three weeks, I think they need to pull the trigger quick because I, I just don't want to wait. I don't want to wait till we're one and seven or two and six to pull the trigger, Danny. That's the thing. Eli knows he's on a short leash, and that is going to make Eli. Hopefully, play to the best of his ability. But if the Giants start out, I would give Eli. If the Giants start out zero and two, he has the third game. If he can't get going, then you put Daniel Jones in. The Giants can't start zero and four. That is not an option with this schedule. The Giants can take the schedule and go. They they can make a playoff run with this schedule. It's not hard. They just have to do it correctly, and they got to manage it. If Eli sucks, you put Daniel Jones in. If Eli is doing well, you keep Daniel Jones out. It, this is all dependent on Eli. As I said early, I said like a few months ago, I said, oh, maybe we're in a Kurt Warner situation. We're not. The Giants are going to roll with Eli, and if he doesn't work, then it's going to be Daniel Jones. But hopefully it just doesn't have to turn into a whole ugly situation where Pat Schirmer puts Daniel Jones in a John Maris like, oh, I wasn't informed of the decision. Yeah, that would be, that'd be it, horrible. That, if that happens, just God help us. But I'm with you. It, this is all dependent on Eli. That is the bottom line. Eli determines how the season plays out. I I just remember the thought I had from earlier, and this doesn't have anything to do with what you're saying, but when we're talking about the QBs we like and confidence, like I said I like Sam Darnold. I do. Like if we would have picked Sam Darnold over Saquon, I would have been completely fine with that because I like Sam Darnold as a prospect. Um, But at the end of the day, like people are like, oh, you guys drafted a running back over a quarterback. It's like, okay, well, guess what? We got that running back, and now we got our quarterback. So maybe like that was risky. But it ended up working out, so I'm I'm happy with that. Like that, I'm way happier with Sam Darnold and you know Josh Allen as a defensive end. Or uh, I'm way ha- happier with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley than I would be with Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, we we have the better duo uh, r- right now. If you look at Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, 
who knows what Le'Veon Bell brings. He sat out for a year. Josh Rosen, I can't even name it. Kenyon Drake? No. Daniel no, he, Jones doesn't, Sa- he doesn't even count. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley is such a duo to get it done. The read option, it's going to be there. I am so excited for when these two take the field. And I, I really, I know we're off this topic, but I really want to know what Saquon thinks of Baker Mayfield's comments on Jones, what Odell has been saying. I just want to know what he thinks, but I'm happy he's not saying you anything. You know what? Yeah, he, we're not going to know for, for real because we have a, a, a team full of class. I'm not scumming. I'm, I'm just happy that our team is like pushing it under the rug and not making a big deal like we are. We just had a whole open segment ranted about it. I'm happy our team is focused on themselves and not worrying about what a team in Cleveland has to say about it. Exactly. All right. So that's an episode. Hope you guys have appreciated it. Tell us what you think of it, uh, whether you didn't like the Baker Mayfield stuff or whatever. I just hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back tomorrow and then we'll have a Friday episode recapping the game, and then we will read all the reviews that are roasting Baker Mayfield. Um, And then check out my Daniel Jones Anger Translator video that will be out when this is out. So, until next time, folks, let's go. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started